It's time to take a peek into the little black book. Ah, oh, Stephen Cleveland, how are you, my friend? I'm very well. Toby, how are you going? Yeah, very good. Did you listen to the intro or did you have better things always. to do? Yeah, always. I've always left it on. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, I don't know about always, but I'm sure you you catch as much as you can. Let's get in a little black book and we'll circle back around to what I was talking about prior to the ad break in a moment or two. But uh, I think last week showed the beauty of the game plan, mate, because you had, I, don't, I can't remember at the top of my head, maybe 12 or 15 horses, but you, you narrowed it down to, say, four or five. And although it wasn't a great night, didn't get any winners, your game plan almost broke even, which... If that's the worst it gets, it's really good, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The Little Black Book's been doing a tremendous job for quite some time now. It just keeps producing value. And as you say, you can't get a winning result every week. Um, you know, even the best in the business, Dee Carroll, can have a bad week. <laughs> but he'll bounce back <laughs> as well. So uh, it makes me feel better when, when he has a bad week. Then I know I haven't done uh, too bad because uh, I'm not the only one. But... To get most of the money back uh, without returning a profit, though, is certainly a good way to go. And this week, we're actually, uh, tell you what, mate, we're opening the shoulders a little bit this week. We're mm. going to have a little bit of a swing and uh, try to hit a few sixes. Uh, There's a few weeks when I go a little bit conservative, but uh, not this week. All right, fire away. Where do you? It's Friday night at Melton, I assume, where you are swinging. Yeah, correct. So there's seven so runners speak. we have uh, over five races. So uh, it's an interesting meeting. This only uh, a small amount, what, seven races we've got. Mm. And uh, mm. starting off, race one, Jillaby Jack Sparrow. He did the job for us last start, getting up at $6. I don't think we'll get $6 about him this week, but we are going to have another dead set crack on him. We're going to have $40 straight out. 40 the win on Jillaby Jack Sparrow. I think he might be a nice horse, you know. He's a very nice horse. He's got speed. And mm. I think the biggest thing is Glenn's been able to, you know, drive these 1,200-metre races to suit him. He's not breaking – he's got so much gate speed that he's not breaking the clock early. He's getting across, backing them off. And if it's in the 27 first quarter, then it's really hard to run him down. And uh, last start, it was 27-6 or something like that. And it was just a perfect drive. And hopefully, Glenn can do it again for us. Very good. Race one, number five, Jillaby Jack Sparrow. We're away. We are away. And uh, race two, Illawong Awesome. Mm. I'd be opening the shoulders of this one a bit more if we had it drawn a little bit better. Yeah. But we are having a $10 win, $30 play bet on Illawong Awesome. I just think it's going to have to go back. But by not using it at the start, I think it's going to finish off extremely well. So I can see it flashing home late. Whether it can get the nod up on the line or not, it's a little bit of a question mark. But I think it's certainly going to be in the money. So 10 the win, 30 the play. Very good. And we won't talk Jordan Leadham and moustaches. That's coming at some stage. But uh, <laughs> he's he's got to work. We are, I had an honest and frank discussion with him about it at Geelong. And when I took him over to bike by the name of Justin Campbell and said, now that is a moustache. Anyway, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Race three, we have Paradise Valley. Number five comes out of barrier four if the emergency comes out. That has drawn number two, opening up shoulders of this one, $40 straight out Paradise Valley. Yeah, look, uh, she's the better than them and she just needs that ounce of luck and... 
Uh, Mark Pitt jumping on board to replace Alan McDonough. Uh, nothing lost there at all. In what's he's still a chance of winning this drivers' premiership. So it's an important drive to you, Mark. Uh, if you're listening, keep going, Steve. Yeah, well, his main competitor is who we are on in oh, race dear, four Terry. with uh, Kate Gass. Uh, Terry, well, if he goes around at the odds that they got marked here at $12, I'll be pretty happy about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, his last start, he, he was hard on the back of him and uh, really sort of didn't have much place to go. But I think uh, Kate might be a little bit more positive this week. Drawn outside Ideal Escape. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him this week, whether they roll forward as they did last week and try to control not. But uh, $10 and the win and $30 a place on Terry number five. That was my um, going back uh, alarm. I gathered that was your reversing alarm. <laughs> yes, yeah. I just, uh, the ultimate Vinny will be going forward and uh, I'd imagine, yeah, that'll be make it pretty tough. And he carried a flat tyre at stall ultimate Vinny, which isn't in the form guide. So he's gone a bit better at stall than people realise. Yeah, well, we're, uh, we hope Ideal Escape does go back because that'll sort of help pull the other leg chances here. So, yeah, especially if we're getting $12, I'm happy to have $10 a win at $30 a place. On which one is it? Just confirmed? Terry. Terry. Number five. Yeah. Terry. yeah. Race four. We've got two runners. Sorry, we've got two runners in that race. And ah. Perfect Stride's the other black booker, but we haven't had a bet on him. Yeah, okay. Pull the other leg and Perfect Stride. Yep, keep going. The trot race, race five. And- Nothing in the trot race. Yep. Um, we had a couple, but they're no longer in there. Uh, race six is the last one of our races that we're covering. And we've got two runners in this. Number three, Coravalli Star and Vanquish Scribe. Now, we had the discussion about Coravalli Star after his first start. And I said I was happy to go around and not be on him, even if he came out and won that final. Um, I just wanted to see him get back to doing everything right. And he did that last start and he ran third. So I was happy I wasn't on. But this week, I am jumping straight on top of him. And we are going $40 the win, Coravalli Stride. Uh, nothing star. on Vanquish Stride first up. Yeah. Sorry. I'm intrigued to see him get to the pegs, Coravalli Star, and see how he paces on the pegs, if that makes, you know. I just, sometimes they just pace a bit better when they're on the pegs, and which doesn't seem to make sense because the bend should be tighter, but it seem, seems to happen. Why is that? Um, yeah, horses just tend to go down towards the fence, I think, and as you get wider, they just want to cut the corner and start hanging. So, yeah, oh, you yeah, find that yeah. they do better down on the fence. The wider they get, the more they want to sort of get down towards the inside because those embankments are fairly steep as well. So, you know, so it does sort of make a difference when you are travelling wide, but... Johnny Caldo drove him a treat last week. He didn't mm. really hook out on him until he was three quarters around that corner, and that's the old Gavin Lang trick. Was Gav didn't like pulling out the, you know, at the halfway point or before he would wait till you were three quarters around that corner before you'd whip out and let him rip home. And uh, he got home absolutely super last week. So it will be interesting to see how he goes this week. But we are jumping on board. Yeah, I'd love to see him get to the pegs. I'm not sure uh, he'll cross. He's Charlie's angel, but. If he's Charlie's angel wants to hand up to something, which I wouldn't be surprised, then uh, it'd be very interesting to see Coravelli star in front. He'd be pretty hard to beat in that scenario, I would have thought. I would be here, lad, yeah. Right, the question I've got for you, and we've got a bit of time to discuss this, actually, so we've got four or five minutes, uh, is I think, first and foremost, you'd love to see the Inter Dominion a million, pace, a million dollars for paces and 500 for trotters, if not more, no doubt, Steve. Uh, that, that's probably the first question. And the second part of it is, 
that would come, if that comes at a cost of $100 per race, we effectively run 15,000 races a year, so $100 per race equates to $1.5 million. As an, as an industry participant, are, are you happy to effectively race for $100 less every race to fund an inter-dominion worth a million for paces and 500000 for trotters? Well, let's not look at a million and five hundred because I don't know that that's entirely fair. Um, I think at the moment the trotters are probably holding up the set as good as the paces are, and especially with the quality of the trotters we've got. So uh, whether it was seven fifty, seven fifty, let's not argue but, over uh, yeah little figures. No, but, I'll, I'll take yeah. you. I'll take you up on that point because the trotters only run sixteen hundred and uh, one thousand six hundred and fourteen races per year. So their $100 per race only adds up to 161000 So why should the paces then be the support? Well, already at a million and five hundred, the paces are basically tipping in more money to the trotters and you want them to do even more when the when the paces are running, say, 13,000 13, races a year. Um, look, I think it's a, a debate, I suppose, going into as to what percentage they're kicking in is certainly one point. But I think the trotters have have come a long, long way and uh, going forward, you know, and I think we've got to reward them a bit to keep that happening, um, to keep improving the breed, to keep improving the game. So I'm not I'm not shy of letting the trotters race for a little bit more than, than half, that's for sure. I'm not saying whether they run for the same money or or not, but if we can get, you know, a million dollars worth for the paces, or maybe we can get some big sponsors in to help get the, the trotters up to 750 But as for the $100 per race, the, the main part of the question, mate, I, and we don't agree on a lot. I think we, we debate on a lot of things, and it's good because it sort of creates discussion and we look at different things, you know, quite often. But this one, mate, I'm with you. I, I am 100% with you. I'd be happy to do that um, on a couple of different fronts too. So, yes, the Inner Dominion, we need a flagship race. The Inner Dominion is the most well-known harness race, I suppose, because of the time factor it's been around. Yep. Um, a lot of yep. the new people maybe don't know that, you know, big names that have won it over the years, but it's been around. We do need a flagship race and we need something to get back up the top. So the Inner Dominion could be it. And then on the other side of the fence, $100 at a race, a lot of these races, and we put this forward to HRV, is so we're racing on the threshold of the ratings point matrix. Now, $100 <laughs> yeah, yeah. At a race will actually drop us below that threshold. And we ask for them to drop $1 off our stake money. So instead of racing for $15,000, if we could race for 14999 and it would drop down the matrix one point, which is what other states do, so it would be on the same sort of path as them, and it got rejected. So if 100 bucks to get the inner up would also work for that <laughs> side of it, then yes, I am 100% for it, Toby. I know where you're going there, but uh, unfortunately... It's all relative to the horses around you, the point system, isn't it? So uh, it is. But it if you is, travel yeah. into state, yeah, then all of a sudden you're yeah. on a different kettle of fish because you're earning more points than others. So when it comes to selling horses, yeah, you know, moving yeah. them on and all that sort of stuff, if you've won the same amount of races and you know, and you're literally talking only a couple of hundred dollars difference in win dollars, and yet you're a higher rated horse, then your sales will suffer. Yes, yeah, I do agree with that point. That that is that is the point of it, and the other states are a bit cheeky doing that. And uh, well, the whole rating, the rating things. Are they be, being cheeky, or are they just being, you know, looking at it in a logical sense? Uh, possibly, yes. 
Uh, I don't think it was the spirit of how the rating system was introduced, but, of course, it's funny. The rating system, when it first came in, here's a good point for you, Steve. I'm going to change tact here. That you got a point for running second right down in even $7,000 races, and everybody said, oh, yeah, I can't get a point for running second, can't get a point for running second, right? Now everyone says a horse that's won 15 races is a rating 38, and it's not fair, right? You know, if that horse that won 15 races, if you still got a point for running second, it's logical that if it's won 15 races, it would have run second 15 times and it wouldn't be a rating 38, it'd be a rating 53 and we wouldn't have that issue happening. But then what about the poor horse? And uh, one of Lisa Miles' horses, I'm trying to think what it was. um, Balachi. Balachi. So he ended up, in yeah. a much, much higher class without winning a Metropolitan race. So for that owner, he's gone up three classes and yet he didn't get one single photo on the wall. Is that fair? I don't think so. We're in this, you know, we're in this system to win races, not just to go up and down a ladder. Like that's, that's how I look at it. Why stop people from earning money and having that placing points is punishing a horse for doing its best without winning and stopping it then being able to win a race later on. So that, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. To every point. Yeah, that, that's okay. But you can't have both. You can't have both. Simple hand, a simple handicap, a simple programming measure will fix that problem of that 15 win horse. And that's to program more races for horses that have only won three, five, seven, ten lifetime wins. If they program this sort of stuff and put pauses on the races, well, it doesn't really matter how many races that horse has won. It can still only race against like-for-like horses, not horses that have won two races, and it's won 15, and now it's belting up on it because it's been out of form for 12 months. Yeah, yeah. I might, might... But you can't, you can't program for a horse that's ran three Metropolitan seconds and gone up in classes. No. So, you know, it's, yeah. He he it's is a big he, long argument. He was an anomaly, Valachi. So you're using an anomaly, and I'm using. I'm talking about something that I hear nearly five times well, a day that it's unfair. I've got to pick for what happens every time, every day. A very simple fix. Yeah, and that's that's what your causes on the programming. That's yeah, a very simple. It seems simple, right? But if you have too many of those races and a horse wins through all of those, wins five races, and comes out the other side a 70 rater, it then gets dropped into the rating system because it's won five races and it's not a rating 70. Its ability is about a rating 50. And that horse then has no prospects, no future. But if it didn't have the ability to get up that high in the ratings, then they've actually got a benefit out of that happening. And they'll take those five wins and say, thank you very much. Because if that didn't happen, he never would have got up to a 70. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a much better <laughs> We can talk about this forever. So. The NR rating system, mate, ever since it's come in, I have spoken about this daily. I don't think there is a day that goes by that I don't have discussions with someone over it. And it's something that, look, it, it's an anomaly. It's got good. It's got bad programming needs to work in with the NR system to make it work. If you don't fix your programming, the NR system just can't work. And that's our biggest problem is they don't work together. Yeah, somewhat.
Uh, anyway, we got to get to the 11.30 news. We're a bit late. But thank you, Steve. I thought we had plenty of time, Toby. Come we, on. we did, and, and we could talk for hours on this stuff. It's very interesting. Let's get the news away. Thank you, Steve. Uh, we'll do it. We'll chat, catch up on Monday with a retrospective review.